All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Midwestern Fins. I'm one of your hosts, Haggy, with your co-host, Taylor, and our special guest from 4th and Inches, Vero. What's going on, bud? What's going on, boys? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Doing great. It's going well. It's snowing here, so. All right. Same. How much snow you got, Haggy? I don't, I don't know. I... I'm just done with it. <laughs> Dude, it's, well, yeah, it's didn't it start snowing like eight months ago for you? <laughs> something like that. Never, yeah, it never stops snowing. For real. Now, I, you, are you still in Montana, right? Does that count as the Midwest? No. Or, or is that just the West? <laughs> it's the West. That's what I thought. Taylor's in the Midwest, though. T- Taylor's like on the the western edge of the midwest then right because i consider like indiana midwest yep that yeah. counts as midwest see when we started up this show we're like oh yeah we're midwest and then we actually looked it up and we're like oh shit Mon- montana's not the midwest <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of the the old west or not the yeah. old west but it's the new <laughs> it's the new old west <laughs> the wild west it's the left midwest it's the land of the rising no that's not that's japan the land of the rising sun the fuck am i even talking about <laughs> big sky country big that's sky right country. the big sky Which i mean i'd love to really go i'd it, love to but... go to south dakota or montana for sightseeing purposes nature nature hikes and such you don't need to go to north dakota south dakota or eastern montana all of that you're not going to see much you might as well just go to western montana <laughs> Taylor said that the black the south uh, the Black Hills or whatever is the good part of South Car- or South Dakota. So I'd probably want to go check that out. He's, Montana's he's got some beautiful wilderness. I'm Absolutely, a, I'm a, like a I'm a down to nature kind of kind of dude. I need to go to Glacier really bad. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous up there. That's definitely on my bucket list. You, Sooner than later. Yeah, hundred percent. Go to Glacier. Yellowstone's pretty cool too. Yeah, fuck the Wyoming Yellowstone though. You know what I re- recently right. learned? We don't count that as Yellowstone or as Wyoming. <laughs> what I recently <laughs> learned for the first time was that Yosemite National Park is in California. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was in like New Mexico or some shit. I, I mean, so- I, learn something new. Makes sense, but. Anyway, I just I really want to thank you guys for finally having me on your show after every other person on Dolphins Twitter. Appreciate that. <laughs> especially especially after I crafted you a beautiful logo out of the kindness of my cholesterol ridden heart. <laughs> well, well, we knew we knew we we're like, all right, we got to get Vero on at some point. But then it just kind of. <laughs> Oh, dude, pl- trust me. I've told so many people they could come on inches, and we're still working on it. Fair Just, enough. Yeah, yeah. Haggy got to Haggy got to be blessed. Pole dance. You did. You did. Oh, uh, yeah. Taylor was a, a writer for the world class inches uh, news outlet, though, for a time. So there was that. Uh, rest in peace, Mo Lester. <laughs> Mo <laughs> Lester. <laughs> Great, possibly the greatest pseudonym ever created. It was fantastic. I laughed, I laughed for like seven days straight when I first came up with that. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's uh, beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, boys, uh, 
can I make a small request? Absolutely. I don't know if that's that's a breaking protocol here, but um, Tone and Mike flaked on me for the last inches. We were supposed to have one after the Patriots game. I still haven't gotten to talk about that. Can we talk for just one minute about the Dolphin-sponsored downfall of Patriots bullshit? We would love to. Did, did your guys' pants shrink as much as mine for that whole event? 100%. I've got stretch pants, so. (laughs) Easier to poop in. (laughs) That too, yeah. (laughs) Touche. I would say I was equally as loud, if not louder, at this Patriots victory than I was at the Miami Miracle. Oh. Like, seeing Gasicki catch that ball in the end zone and him, like, putting his finger on his lips to tell the crowd to shut the fuck up was absolutely phenomenal. That was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. I actually, I actually taped myself for the reaction. I've never done that before. I have that play on tape, or my face reacting to it anyway. <laughs> nice. Did you see? Um, so Kevin Harlan, Taylor's favorite broadcaster, he was calling the Chiefs game, and he also started calling the Miami game at the same time. I saw that it was pretty slick. It was, it was yeah. very slick. There's a I just like Kevin Harlan's the best in the business, and that is it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see think... Kevin Harlan and Tony Romo call a game together because I don't see one better. Yeah, Tony's 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 all right. Tony's all right. He's called a couple of our games that I don't I don't care for him. I don't care for anybody that calls our games because, you know, Dolphins. But <laughs> Uh, Fair I like Tony. I like Tony in general. Yeah, he's got that really good breakdown. We actually talked about Pat McAfee being a good caller, so I think he should get more shots. Hundred percent. Did you guys see that in the Patriots game? They tried to reap. They tried to pull off a Miami miracle too. They tried to rape. Awful. Did you, did you hear that, Taylor? <laughs> did you hear him say they tried to rape? I swear that's what I just heard him say. <laughs> I Tried to pull off the Miami Miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You might need to go see a therapist, bro. <laughs> I, I feel fairly confident if we play back the tape, he actually says rape. <laughs> oh, man. Hilarious. No, I just think it's great that we set them up for failure and they played right into our hands and failed. Good night. Goodbye. Enjoy the couch. Yeah, and then we traded Tannehill to the Titans, who ended up beating him. <laughs> that was all part of the plan, baby. Peggy, what was your what was your tweet about 3D chess now? It was like, who's playing 3D chess about, you know, trading Tannehill to the Titans for the downfall? Shit. Um, I said something about 40 chess, I think is what it was, but I'll look it up. I think we also got to thank Bill Belichick for his lack thereof and trading away Jimmy G. It's like things are really coming to an end for these guys. It feels oh. like it. I mean, like Jacoby, like between Jacoby Brissett leaving, Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded and playing in the, you know, I really don't see how the 49ers are going to lose this weekend. And then just uh, all of Bell's like assistant coaches are leaving. Like McDaniel's is getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. They just lost that smoke to the Giants. Brian Flores is in Miami now. Yeah. You know, just uh, 
who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, Bill Belichick senses the direction of the wind and he'll transition to GM. We won't have to look at him anymore either. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Well, I think a lot of people give him the credit, like, oh, if Brady, or if Brady's gone, he'll Belichick will still find a way to win. And I mean, I guess it's true to a certain extent, but neither one of them gets to where they are without the other. I don't think that's just my opinion. Nah, Tom Brady's a system quarterback. They they could have done the things that they did with Blake Bortles. <laughs> I stand firmly in that. They went eleven and five with Matt Castle. They went four and zero with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, it's just uh. It's, it does genuinely feel like this is finally the end to whatever it is. But it also, you know, back to, like, my mantra of the no expectations gang gang, I wouldn't be surprised if both Brady and Bill come back next year and just do some stupid, ridiculous cheating shit and end up going to. <laughs> they already tried. <laughs> it would be, be wholly in character, I'll say that. So you like the 49ers for the first game. What about game number two? Do, do, the, do you guys think Ryan Tannehill has any chance at pulling off another upset? It's oh, gonna yeah. take It's going to take a miracle, I think. But I He pulled out the Miami impossible. miracle, so sure let's did. go. Sure did. I don't, I don't know how to pick that game. Like, I feel like the Ravens are the team that I want the Dolphins to be. Because they like genuinely ground and pound and run the ball and control the clock and do all the things right. You know, like people are talking about Tannehill having like low stat numbers, but like Lamar Jackson has won two or three games this season by throwing like 110 yards. You know, it's just that's that's just their offense. So I'm I'm curious to see how it works out because it's going to come down to who has more rushing yards between the Titans and the Ravens. I really do. You do think it's going to be that close? I, I feel like there's the potential for a blowout, but I took the Titans plus nine and a half, so I hope you're right. Oh, damn. I think I think the Titans could pull it out because they both have good defenses. They both have good running games. They both have, honestly, all around, both teams are really good and they're well coached. So we'll just see. It shows me, which kind of Tannehill shows up, really. This let is me true. Tell you. Let me tell you that I don't think it has anything to do with the Titans' offense. I think it's going to be 100% on the Titans' defense, and most specifically, the Titans' linebackers. Because here's the problem that the Ravens have given me. The same people that you cover quarterbacks with, like quarterback spies, etc., are the same players that have to cover tight ends. And there's a reason why the Ravens have three successful tight ends on the team. And it's because they're utilizing one of those defensive players to spy Lamar Jackson or cover the tight end. If the tight end's covered, Lamar runs. If Lamar's covered, then they throw it to the tight end. Yeah, and that's just n- not a lot of ways to win against that defensively. It's a good point. I agree. Uh, that's, a, that's a very good point. I, I, really I, do, I feel like the Titans-Ravens game is the most intriguing game of the four. Okay, yeah, because Texans Chiefs in in KC probably gonna definitely swing to KC on that. I think we're gonna see Deshaun Watson do some crazy things, but I also don't feel like Bill O'Brien can pull it out. I think it's Andy Reid's time. I think Andy Reid's ready to go. I mean, Pat Mahomes threw over four thousand yards, missed a few games, and was hurt part of the season he still had 4,000 yards and it doesn't seem like it's been that dynamic but their offense is just amazing 
Facts. Big facts. And then the other NFC game is the Seahawks and the Packers. In and, Green Bay. Yeah, and I like I feel like the Packers have been like an under the radar, like successful team this year. They're thirteen and three, and they're not getting nearly the same hype as the 49ers. Even the Seahawks, they finished, you know, same similar level. The Saints were thirteen and three. You know, I think that the Vikings are even more hyped than the Packers are right now. And it's kind of ridiculous because Matt LaFleur is a rookie coach and he like took over a team and legitimately made them incredibly competitive. So um, I'm curious to see what the Packers do, but I think that they're, uh, I think they're going to take the floor at the Seahawks. I really do. Seahawks looked kind of uh, lame against the Eagles and, you know, the Dolphins beat the Eagles. So, yeah, I think the under could be a play there. It's at 40. It's at 47. I might take the under. I haven't, I haven't, Hit. I haven't actually pulled the trigger on that yet, but uh, I I would bet the over for Packers Seahawks. I really really in that cold. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be cold as shit. Yeah. That's football weather. I'm from the Midwest, dude. I don't know what cold means. <laughs> oh, so um, we've we've focused on the Patriots losing, but we also need to take some time to laugh at the Bills for losing too, especially <laughs> when they had the Texans dead to rights. <laughs> All in the same day. That was like uh, it's like birthday and Christmas rolled into one. Right. Oh my gosh, so great. And then like <laughs> they gave up they, a sixteen point lead, which is even more amazing. Like sixteen points. That's the three scores. You know, like they, they theoretically a two score game, but that's three scores. Like that's a significant lead. Yeah, and then it's so many times this year, it, I've been made to want the emotional thing instead of what's best for us. Definitely would have been best for us for them to lose, but I just wanted them. I wanted them out. I didn't want them to be in while we were out, and they're not. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, and then and then what really made me laugh too is like again they had Deshaun Watson on this one play dead to rights. They had two guys to sack him like to end the game, and he bounces off both of them and throws. I don't. I think it was a touchdown, but it, if not, it was, like, really close. <laughs> it was almost a touchdown. It got tackled, like, within the five. Right. The, oh. only, the only thing that could have possibly made that play better was if it was on third or fourth down. It was, like, second and eight when it happened. But if it was, like, you know, third and ten or fourth and three, like, that would have been the play of the year. True. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. What did you guys think of, uh, well, like the announcer, I don't, was it, was Booger McFarlane was calling that game and he was talking about Josh Allen doing a YOLO throw. And he's like, yeah, I've never seen a YOLO throw before. That's when <laughs> yeah. you throw it like it's your only throw. It's the last one you're ever going to make. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, actually a great, that's actually a great terminology. Threw it off the, threw it off his back foot 50 yards down the field to a fullback that was double covered. See, what I liked about him is he was like, uh, it's like third down. He's like, all right, so what you're going to do here is run a quick play, get a little bit better thing, and then, and then spike it to stop the clock. It's like, um, that, that would have been a turnover. Right? No, it was on third down. So like you... <laughs> oh, yeah, he wants him to spike it on fourth down. Awesome strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that was going in the Hall of Fame, boys. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw a tweet or something that uh, they were considering pulling them and replacing them with a different group. So kind of curious to see what comes out of that. They need McAfee on Monday nights. I'm telling you, 
I'm 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 here for it. I really am. So aside from these playoffs, our season's done. What what are you guys gonna do to kill off the the off season downtime that's hanging over our heads? I'm gonna start coming up that make people really mad. That's my only goal is to just trigger people on Twitter. I'm not sure how I'm gonna go about it. I mean, my favorite meme to share is talks about how uh, Dan Marino ruined the Dolphins, and that gets people <laughs> really riled up. So I'm curious to see what you happens. Gotta, I, yeah, I mean, you need a couple more plays in the book, though. Oh, I do, I'm, and I'm working on it. <laughs> I think his biggest one is how he talks about putting soy sauce on spaghetti. That's the one that really <laughs> triggers people. <laughs> oh, I, Now, I do like soy sauce, and you can make good – Good stuff with it, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna draw the line there. That'll be my secret. I'll keep it. <laughs> it's not an episode of this podcast if I don't mess with them on that. True, that is not Midwestern fans if it's not brought up. Soy so. sauce. Some something else that we kick them in, right? Kick them in over Lachoy. Fuck. Kick them out, bro. <laughs> What did you say, Kiko man? I say I say Kickamans. Is that how not how you say it? No, he's a Lachoy guy. Oh, oh, you're just speaking on the brand itself. You're not a Lachoy guy, really? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, Kickamans is the brand, so anyhow. All right. See, it's it, it was Taylor's plans to trigger people, and now I'm stealing his idea. Fuck. Yeah, damn. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick some uh, choy up. I don't know. I haven't had any in a few years. Maybe they changed the formula. It's probably fine not. With me. So, before we forget vero do you want to talk about your charity of the week well yeah you guys that was took me by surprise and asked me to think of a charity and so i wanted to focus on one that would would actually do some good if people gave to it so i picked the american association for the advancement of science or ass (laughs) of course (laughs) how did i not see that before Um, no, no, it's, I mean, I, I actually feel pretty strongly about it. Um, just the way, you know, we actually have a culture now where we have science deniers, which is mental. Um, so just putting a focus back on education solves a lot, a lot of your other problems. And, and we don't do that. Our our leadership tends to want to skew away from education because they don't want a educated electorate. So I'd like to counteract that and then ask people to give to the AAAS. I like it. And it's cool because Haggy and I are both engineers. So we spent plenty of time with the uh, science. Yeah. That, and and right. science and does know not that claim to have, flat. yeah. And science does not claim to have all the answers. In fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's all about getting to the fringe and questioning and thinking outside the box, but then verifying through empirical data and, so forth. So can't just say a fact, can't just say a fact that you want to be a fact and it's a fact. 
has to be verifiable. So that's science and give give to it. It's a worthy cause. I actually looked at look I'm looking it up right now and like uh the the ass foundation is working to advance society engineering and innovation through the throughout the world for the benefit of all people and a couple of their broad goals that they have is one is to promote and defend the integrity of science and its use strengthen and support for the science and technological enterprise and then my favorite right here it says to provide a voice for science on societal issues so i mean um just like promoting responsible use of it in public and making sure that people have that factual basis behind everything that they say is important. Sure. And I think personalities like uh, Brian Cox and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson are really important because they bridge that gap between the actual hard sciences happening and regular people. They're not hardcore scientists, but they can speak the language and they can relay it to people that sort of don't understand it on a level that's easier to, easier to absorb. So I like that whole trend that's happened in recent years where some scientists have actually become entertainment personalities i love neil degrasse's uh podcast star talk great i haven't listened to that but i heard him on the joe rogan show oh my gosh one of my favorite episodes or some of them bill nye the science guy neil's a card yeah bill nye is another great one he 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 did it for me he was like the the Mr. Wizard. I mean, I guess I came up in the Mr. Wizard era too, but Bill Nye was really the cool one. Who? <laughs> Who's that? What? Who's Who Mr. Wizard? Asking? Well, that's a little out of your guys's time time frame. Uh, Mr. Wizard yeah. was was the Bill Nye before Bill Nye. Yeah, or, one gotcha. of, or one of them anyway. There was a few, but he was the yeah. most popular one. Um, yeah. Mr. Wizard came from the from Oz, and it was filmed in black and white in the 1930s. Gotcha. But yeah, so yeah, I think that's a I think that's a worthy cause. I think you know, learning is important. It, it's not there's not enough of a focus on education. So that's what I, I I did put a little thought into that. No, that's good. I appreciate it. It's good shit. Absolutely. Heck yes, and thanks for having me on uh, the second best Dolphins program there is. Oh, second best. See, Pharaoh wow. thinks more of us than you do, Haggy. Well, I can't. I mean, I can't very well put you above inches because I'm a self-absorbed jerk. But I'll give you number two because <laughs> I've never heard any of the other ones. <laughs> we appreciate it. Haggy said we are top three. Plus, there's nothing wrong with number two. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with number two. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got a ass. <laughs> I got a I got a random question for you. Are ladies' poops more gross than ours? The same or less gross? Do we have gender poop equality, or do you find lady poop to be? Dude, girls don't poop. I don't know what world you live in. But if you know, if you came across it, would you find it more detestable or less? feel like it would be more remarkable just because we'd be finding like an imaginary object exactly so that's why i say it's more it's it's even grosser yeah so it's definitely not on ours the same is point. ours is funny theirs is just scary well and the thing about it is like most of the time dude's <laughs> pretty proud of it no. <laughs> exactly exactly i don't want anything that's shrouded in shame and secrecy put it out in the open there <laughs> 
Sorry. Sorry. I just had to bring a little interest to the Midwest real quick before we sign off. (laughs) No worries. We still haven't really talked much about the Midwest. So what do you know about the Midwest? Absolutely nothing. I know Montana. I know Montana is not part of it now. I've learned that. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. But, uh, no, I, I know a lot of uh, agriculture happens there. Yeah, speaking yeah. of agriculture, and Vero, you might actually appreciate this. The uh, governor of South Dakota released a press conference this morning that she might attempt to decriminalize the growing of hemp in South Dakota. There's only three states in the United States that don't allow agricultural hemp to be grown, and South Dakota happens to be one of them. So she's she's trying to uh, allow for it to be decriminalized finally after she vetoed the bill that was passed sixty two to eight last fall. But they so. still get but they still give you the chair if they catch you smoking weed, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it, you you get like you get a felony for possession. Uh, sorry, a, fenel, a felony for finality. <laughs> you get a felony for. Prof- for possession even if it's just in your system so like if you had a th level high enough they would give you a felony per, for possession that's well, okay that's a little insane are you sure you want to come visit south dakota now <laughs> i don't think i could i only, i really don't think i could now that I, now that you mention it <laughs> just just now, i don't know if i started out in what's the one next to south dakota like uh north dakota I call, <laughs> Idaho or Wyoming or something, one that's right there next to it. I and I, wanna... just, and I just smoke some weed, jump over the border, chill out for an hour, and then I got to run back. Yeah, just go to Colorado. There you go. <laughs> that's where we steal all of our internet. Awesome. Very true. That's why Taylor was fuzzing out earlier. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. Midwest. Well, Vero, I appreciate you coming on. I think Haggy and I both definitely do. And, uh, you know, heartfelt thank you for creating our awesome logo. Thanks for asking. No problem. You guys are, you guys are okay, okay in my book. Partners. Signing off like the Midwest partners. <laughs> All appreciate right. It. Have a good night. All right. <laughs> Buddy, happy trails there. <laughs> I can't take you guys anywhere. (laughs) Thanks, boys. That was fun. Yep, anytime. I'm going to hop. I'll talk to you later. All right. right. Talk to you later. Yep. For anyone that's still listening, um, Vero said he had to go at a certain time, so we kept a little short on that end. Um, Taylor, you got anything else you want to talk about? Do I have anything else that I want to talk about? Um. Yeah, I do, actually. I'm ready for this right here. Let's go. Is that your draft thing? No, not quite. But I do want to say that trading up in this draft is absolutely ridiculous. 100%. So I see a lot of people trying to run through these scenarios where the Dolphins need to trade up from 5 to 3 so that they can get to us still or however. All right, I get it. If you guys want to stand a college athlete before he even touches an NFL field, that's fine. You guys can do all that in the world. 
just want to end on this note. Last night, when I was watching Jeopardy, greatest of all time, with Ken Jennings and uh, James Halshauer and the other guy that nobody knows, Brad or something, one of the questions was, there was a debate in 1998 or 1997, however you want to say it, on who the best college and college quarterback was between Peyton Manning and the other guy whose NFL career was the exact opposite. That happened to be Ryan Leaf, which we all know is notoriously known as the number one NFL draft bust of all time outside of probably Charles Harris. Who went to my high school. Ryan Leaf did? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so fucking cool. But anyway, back back to the point that I was trying to make. No one, not one. You can't even tell me NFL GMs that have been in the fucking league for 30 years. They do not know shit. No one knows anything. I get that you guys need to take chances. I get that people want to try to succeed. But even the best NFL GMs succeed on their draft picks only 50% of the time. So to me, more is merrier in this situation. The Dolphins have 14 draft picks this year. Utilize those 14 draft picks to fill and just fucking hit on the picks. That's all they need to do. We have way too many positions that need to be addressed that it doesn't make sense to me to try to give up some of our draft picks to go get a guy that may or might not be hurt, who might not even be there by then. You guys don't know anything, and there's going to be a lot that changes between now and draft day because nobody's seen a combine results yet. Nobody's seen interview results yet. We haven't seen free agency yet. There are far too many scenarios that are running through. So all these mock drafts that anybody's creating, guarantee that not a single one of them is even going to be 50% right. That's very true. I actually just made a mock draft today. Very proud of it. Got Joe Burrow at number five. See? Nobody picked Tua for a while. Doubt it'll happen like that, but nobody knows. And also, for all you people that want to draft up to number or trade up to number three to get Tua, the Lions are going to take Tua anyway. That's my that's my prediction. Nobody knows, but like you ta- you just said, Taylor. But my prediction is the Lions are going to take Tua. And all of Dolphins Twitter is going to have a meltdown. And I'm going to sit there and laugh. I am 123% here for that. Like, I am definitely here for the Lions to draft Tua because that has not been talked about at all. And, you know, maybe I can't fault him because, like, Matthew Stafford's injury had to do with, like, his spinal cord. So that's a pretty big deal. And, you know, he's been mm-hmm. a top 10 quarterback his whole career. You know, he was drafted number one overall. Number one overall, Matthew Stafford has zero playoff wins. So remember that, all you people that wanted to tank. (laughs) So just know that the best NFL teams never draft high. When was the last time the Patriots drafted before the second round? (laughs) Touche. Well, I mean doesn't help that they keep getting their draft picks taken away for filming people but that was the joke oh gotcha yeah my bad just butchered that oh no you're good 
But still, the best NFL teams don't draft high. And it's because they find winning formulas elsewhere. And I think yep. that we might have touched on this before. But I'm a firm believer now, after this season, and I've seen a lot, and I've been a fan for a long time, you know, and I've drifted away from fantasy football because I don't think stats are as important. But game planning and coaching has so much more to do than superstar athletes on a team. I get it. Superstar athletes are game changers. That's why they play the game. But in a, a prime example is how bad the Browns were this year, even though they had Landry and Odell Beckham and David Njoku, and they had the second best leading rusher in the NFL. They just couldn't make it happen. And it, a lot of it has to do with coaching. So I'm starting mm-hmm. way I'm starting to put my coins in trusting Brian Flores over the players that he gets on this team. So if anything that I want to see from this offseason or even next season, you know, 2020 season, is I want to see how much the coaching staff can improve the roster that's given to them. Which is probably why the Patriots have been so good is because Bill knows how to coach any set of people he has on his team. I think you got a good point there. And before I forget, um, fantasy football, right? So some of you might remember that we had Travis on our team or on our podcast. Um, I won our football league. Um, The last game was a little close, but overall pretty much dominated that league. Um, So with my football winnings, I've asked every member of our league to pick a charity from the ones that we have featured, and I'm splitting that money up and sending it to their, to those charities that they pick. Some people are going to pick the same ones. So shout out to Travis's cousin, uh, Bailey, who has cancer. So a few of them have picked uh, American Cancer Society. Is that the one? Or is it American Cancer Association? Either one of those two. We had American Cancer Society on our podcast. Society. Okay, cool. That's what I thought it was, but I kind of second-guessed myself there a little bit. So, in uh, in honor of Travis' cousin Bailey, a lot of them picked American Cancer Society. Some of the other people have picked some other ones. We're still tabulating ones. And we're going to be posting receipts on the Midwestern Twitter page. That's right. And if you guys haven't checked it out yet, tweet out something, Bailey Strong. Hashtag Bailey Strong for Travis's cousin Bailey. Heck yeah. Although I don't think I've done that yet. We'll we'll do it on the <laughs> on the Midwestern Fins account. That's right. So No, I think that's awesome. That's really cool shit. Thank you. So what about you? You got anything else to add? Uh no, that was the only thing I wanted to bring up. So Alright, good. Well, uh I know Vero's not on here anymore, but just want to thank Vero for joining us. If you guys haven't seen his awesome edits, check him out. Obviously, most of you have probably listened to Fourth and Inches, so give them a lick. And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Absolutely. All right. Have a good week, everybody.